You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. I've got to start off, for those of you watching us on YouTube, I've got to apologise for the green screen stuff. I've been pissing around with the settings um, and uh, I tried to uh, edit the fade a little bit and I've messed, I've made it worse, but basically I didn't want to leave it too long before I went live on the video because as you can see in the live comments, I'm already getting told off for being late. Um, big hello to each and every one of you. Apologize uh, for a couple of minutes delay um, on that starting, but we're here now and we're going to be discussing Nicolas Pepe's comments. Now, Nicolas Pepe, who of course has been in and out of the side under Mikel Arteta, he has taken a swipe um, at the Spaniard. He hasn't said anything that's necessarily going to get him into massive trouble, I don't think. And I don't think anything that he has said was or is particularly unfair. I think it's all fair to a degree. And I understand why the player is frustrated. Um, let's. Uh, we're going to begin by having a look at Nicolas Pepe's comments. Then I'll be sharing with you guys my thoughts uh, on what it is he's had to say. And the situation in general regarding Nicolas Pepe at Arsenal. So uh, lots to get into uh, on this evening's show. You can see that already there's over 100 of you watching us across the multiple platforms. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Um, so yeah, make sure you get those things done. A little bit of housekeeping at the start of the stream. Get that done and uh, let's, uh, let's get into this. So uh, Nicolas Pepe, um, has admitted basically that he's been really frustrated with the lack of playing time at Arsenal so far this season. Um, he started just one Premier League game since the start of their campaign. And he was obviously a substitute in the game against Aston Villa the other night. I think he got around about 25 minutes or so in which to try and make some sort of impact. But the lack of minutes is is becoming a bit of an issue now. And, and Nicolas Pepe is is unhappy about it. And he's made those feelings known uh, in a recent interview. Now, I, I want to start off by saying that I don't really have an issue with this. Um, I, there'll be some Arsenal fans out there who will say, oh, what is he doing? Why is he going and mouthing off in the press about the situation at Arsenal? This kind of stuff should be kept internal, etc., etc. But let's let's look at it from the other perspective. If Nicolas Pepe had said that he was OK with being a sub and being a bit part player, then there would be people by the other sort of logic that would be saying, well, how can he be happy? He should never be happy if he's not playing. He should strive for more. And all he's done is make his desire to become a regular at Arsenal uh, public. He's vented his frustrations in the public eye. But I think you can do that if you're not disrespectful, and he hasn't been disrespectful, I don't think, in these comments. Let's have a look at exactly what Nicolas Pepe has had to say. He was speaking to the French outlet Canal Plus, and he said, My goal is to play more, have a little more playing time. A player who plays is happy. For me, I would like to play a little more to find a smile again. 
He, and referring to Mikel Arteta, wants me to be 100% focused during the 90 minutes of the match. Afterwards, I see during training that I will be a substitute the following weekend. But the coach speaks to me. He also has assistants who are there for that. But it is frustrating for any player to be on the bench. He also went on to say that he doesn't want to be just an impact substitute for Arsenal. He said, the coach makes his choices. It's up to me to show him that I don't have that role. So he wants to show Mikel Arteta that he is more than just an impact substitute. That he is somebody who can produce regularly for this Arsenal side. And you can't argue with anything Nicolas Pepe said. I, I, I feel like there have been times where Nicolas Pepe hasn't always played to his maximum or even anywhere near that at times. But I do feel like his omission from the side at times is a little bit harsh, particularly when you look at somebody like Willian. And I don't mean to point fingers at Willian. You know, we spoke about him at length on yesterday's show. But Willian is not having an impact at the moment yet. Pepe is still not getting a look in. So you can understand the frustration from the Ivorian. You can understand why, in his eyes, maybe some of the decisions, some of the choices that Mikel has made with regards to him up until now have not necessarily been entirely fair. So I have got sympathy for, for Pepe in that sense. If you're just joining us, big hello to everybody in the live chat don't forget to smash the like button subscribe to the channel if you haven't already big hello to former arsenal man kevin campbell who joins me um in the live chat how you doing kev he says hey harry i hope all is well pepe is right as he wants to play yeah agreed and i think having read the comments having looked at the comments having shared the comments with you guys i can't see anything in there that could be deemed as disrespectful that would harm his chances of getting back into the side but um it is a little bit of a swipe maybe not a nasty swipe but it is a little bit of a this is the situation i am frustrated i do feel like i should play more than i'm playing and i'm absolutely okay with that um but is this a sign of mikel arteta's man management skills is this a bit of that coming through coming to the forefront because I, I you know and I don't want to sound like I'm really digging into Mikel Arteta with regards to this because I feel like he's taken a lot of criticism over the last few weeks sometimes um, it's been a little bit over the top I think in the aftermath of the Villa game a lot of it was justified but a lot of it was over the top as well so I don't want this to feel or sound like I'm sticking the knife in on Mikel Arteta that's not what I'm doing but Mikel Arteta's man management has got to be one of the things that, as Arsenal fans, we we have to question sometimes. You know, there's the situation with Ozil. Some will say that it's to do with the club. Others will say that it's Mikel Arteta's decision. There was the situation with Matteo Guendouzi that has seen him leave the club on loan for the season. Lucas Torreira, who always gave 100%, maybe didn't perform to the levels that we'd hoped when he joined the club he's gone as well because of obviously not fitting into Mikel Arteta's plans Joe Willock who performs in the Europa League proves a match winner in the Europa League and then doesn't even get a spot on the bench 
and now Nicolas Pepe, somebody that the club spent £72 million on. And whether you think that that was a waste of money or not, I think when you look at the performances of Willian again, going back, Lacazette at times, you, you've got to say that the guy has a case. And maybe this is a man management issue. And maybe... Mikel Arteta's principles, non-negotiables, whatever he wants to call them, are sometimes preventing him making the right footballing decisions. And I know it's a bigger picture, and I know we don't see these guys in training. We don't know exactly what's going on. But it does feel like this could be the case with regards to Nicolas Pepe. Now, if we have a look at at some of Nicolas Pepe's statistics... You know, Nicolas Pepe is often, you know, labelled as somebody who, who's been a flop, um, who's not done anything, who wasn't worth anywhere near the money that we paid for him. Well, the money thing is a non-issue now. It's done. Let's not cry over spilt milk. We've paid the money for Nicolas Pepe. He's an Arsenal player now. And to me, what we paid for him last year, whether it was right or wrong, I think we can probably all agree that it was a little bit too much. I think now is irrelevant. And we have to look at what he's delivering on the pitch. And in 54 Arsenal appearances, Nicolas Pepe has scored 11 goals and provided 12 assists. That is 23 direct goal contributions in 54 games. So that is almost one direct goal contribution every two games that he's played. And a lot of those appearances have come as a substitute. So you have to take that into account as well. And so... When you look at the statistics, actually, Nicolas Pepe probably does warrant more game time than he's currently getting. And therefore, he has a right to be disappointed and a right to be frustrated. Zachary Briggs in the chat says, not a swipe, really. He's a pro. Pros want to play, but he knows he has to make it. So Arteta has to pick him. True pros own it and let their play do the talking. I'm not sure that he is fully owning that, though. As I said, I don't think there's anything disrespectful. In what he said, I don't think there's, um, you know, anything particularly out of order. But it's not an admission from Nicolas Pepe that he's not playing well enough to be in the side. It feels more like a let me make my situation known kind of statement. So that's why I say, or I've put in the title, that it's a little bit of a swipe. Just my thoughts. Um... Indigino says your video is laggy as long as the sound's coming through mate there's not a lot I can do about that sometimes the connection uh, isn't great but as long as the sound's coming through and you guys can hear what I'm saying then uh, we'll just have to live with it Um, so I've mentioned the statistics I've mentioned that actually Nicolas Pepe does contribute and when you compare that to some of the other players that are getting a look in at the moment then you have to ask what is going on with Nicolas Pepe and and it's not just Nicolas Pepe there are a number of players I've already mentioned Joe Willock who are performing um, when given the opportunities but that's not being reflected the following week i.e he's not being included in the squad the following week so man management is is probably something that Mikel Arteta needs to work on now again I'll emphasise the point that I made on on the podcasts following the game 
against Aston Villa. This is his first managerial job. He is learning on the job and there are going to be issues. There are going to be um, things that he needs to learn from, things that he needs to improve on. And he's gonna, we're going to see and he's going to see shortcomings in his management style at times. And I feel like man management with certain people, not everybody, but with certain people could be an issue for Mikel Arteta and could be a problem that is going to continue to resurface throughout his career. Now, going back to when Nicolas Pepe signed for the club, um, it wasn't Mikel Arteta signing. Mikel Arteta was nowhere to be seen at the time. Unai Emery didn't even really want him. Uh, but the club made the move. They brought him to the Emirates Stadium. And where Mikel Arteta has gone in so strong on his um, principles and the fact that he expects a certain level of commitment in training or whatever and, and, and all of that jazz. I do wonder if the fact that Pepe did cost 72 million is impacting Arteta's decision. I, I do genuinely wonder. I do wonder if, you know, he's made a statement with Ozil, 350 grand a week, but you're not playing, you're not involved. Are we seeing Mikel Arteta trying too hard to make another statement at Nicolas Pepe's expense is the statement that despite what you cost, if you're not performing at a certain level and not meeting what I'm asking you to do every single week, then you will not be a part of this side. But is his desire and determination to make these kind of statements getting in the way of him making the right footballing decisions when it comes to Pepe, when it comes to Ozil, when it comes to Willock at times, when it comes to Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Are we seeing a little bit of that? Who knows? Who knows? Um, it, it could be a case that that is coming through a little bit. The whole thing with Martinez, was that another telltale sign that actually, when it comes to man management, Mikel Arteta is lacking a little bit? I don't know. Let me know what you guys think in the comments, but it's certainly something that should be discussed. It's certainly something that should be considered and explored because I do think that that, that is maybe something that Mikel needs to improve on. And, you know, you can talk about having your principles and, and, and sticking to them and making sure that everybody adheres to your policies and the way you want to do things. You can do that when you're Pep Guardiola and you've got, hundreds of millions of pounds at your fingertips and you can go and replace someone instantaneously when you don't think they're doing the job and you've won things in the past you've achieved pretty much all there is to achieve in club football you then have that power and that clout shall we say to be like that to not accept mediocrity um, mediocrity is the wrong word to not accept anything below the standards that you set it's probably what I should have said. Mikel Arteta isn't in that position, though. He doesn't have the funds at his disposal. He doesn't have the team at his disposal. And so maybe he needs to not abandon his principles, not abandon his non-negotiables, as he calls them. But maybe he needs to... Maybe he needs to lighten up on it a little bit for the good of the team. Maybe he needs to bring players into the side who may not necessarily give him what he wants in training, but could impact better on the pitch. I don't know, uh, sort of on the pitch in games, I mean. I don't know, there's so much to think about and to unpack about this, but 
as I said, I, I think that Pepe's worded his his interview or worded his comments very, very carefully, carefully enough not to land himself in hot water. But equally, they're they're deliberate and he knows what he's saying. And he's making a point of the fact that he's not happy at Arsenal at the moment. And why would he be? He came in as this big £72 million star. And yes, he's not done amazing things in an Arsenal shirt. He's not exactly pulled up trees every single week. But there have been flashes. And you've got to say it's difficult to generate any sort of form, any sort of confidence when you're not playing regularly. So that kind of makes me feel a little bit sympathetic towards his situation as well. So yeah. Let's see. Um, guys, don't forget to smash the like button if you haven't already. Let's have a quick look and see how many of you are in the live chat at the moment. I can see there's over 260 of you joining us across the multiple platforms, which is incredible. So thank you all so much. Um, it's just 72 likes, though. Guys, hit the like button if you haven't already. Apologies if the video quality is not 100%. I, I don't know what's going on with that. I've even got a wired connection, um, which I had installed a couple of weeks ago for this very reason. Because the videos were lagging a little bit. And so I forked out money for somebody to come and put me a connection. It's not that person's fault. Obviously, they've run a wire. But the service provider is not providing me with a speed that I'm paying for, which is really, really disappointing. So I do apologize to you guys um, as I know that will be affecting your viewing experience at this moment in time. So my apologies. Let's go through some of your comments. Uh, lots and lots of comments coming through. Uh, Matt Gray says, I think he has a right to be frustrated in his entire time at Arsenal. He's never played more than four games in a row. Um, Taib Hussein has taken a, a swipe at Mikel Arteta as well and says Arteta has no flexibility with his tactics. One-dimensional coach. Alex McCarthy says the board chose Pepe over Zaha because of the sell-on value. Pepe does not have that scare factor. He regularly loses the ball, fails to beat defenders and always second-guesses himself. Must improve. So Alex is not um, buying this uh, narrative that Nicolas Pepe deserves more game time than he is currently getting. Interesting. I agree with you when you say that he, um, you know, he needs to do better and he needs to do more. I guess what I would say is, though, that the players that are playing ahead of him at the moment, well, they're not doing better and they're not doing more, yet he still doesn't get a look in. So you can understand why he's upset. Archangel says, Pepe is right. Willian is garbage. C says, how the hell is he choosing Willian with his bad form? All interesting points. Zachary Big says, love the content from Dallas, Texas, my man. Willian needs to take a seat for a few and Pepe does need to come off the left. He has earned it overall. Thank you for your kind words, mate. And I think you're right. I think Willian does need to, need to sit out uh, for a couple of games. Let's see how it goes. And give Pepe an opportunity. Look, give Pepe four or five games in the Arsenal side to prove his worth. If he doesn't contribute, you take him out. But he's not getting the chances at the moment. And therefore he's frustrated. And again, I want to emphasize the point that I don't necessarily think he's always been good enough. 
I think we've seen flashes, but no real consistency. But I'll always caveat that with the point that A, the people in front of him aren't doing their jobs either. And B, it's very difficult to do that when you don't play regularly. Guys, smash the like button if you haven't already. Nearly 300 of you currently tuned in, but we've only got two. Uh, we've only got 73, sorry, likes at the moment. It's not quite good enough. Let's hit the like button. It doesn't cost you a penny, but it does the channel the world of good. So smash the like button if you haven't already. Rydog says, I think the Willian signing was a major slap in the face to Pepe. Pepe's best game in an Arsenal shirt was the FA Cup final and he got replaced after. I'd be pissed too. What else have we got here? Uh, Kayla says that Pepe is 100% on point. Lots of sympathy for Nicolas Pepe at the moment. I think a lot of that stems from the performances of Willian and that people don't necessarily think that Willian is worthy of his place in Mikel Arteta's starting lineup at the moment. Let's see uh, what else we've got here. Um, Age Al Jackson says, given the comments in a second language and how Arteta will likely view them as a sign of his willingness, framing it as hitting out or having a swipe is a bit OTT. Maybe you could argue that. But you don't need to give the comments if you don't have an agenda or you don't have something that you're trying to get out there. I don't think it's a little bit OTT. I think that it is a bit of a swipe at Mikel Arteta. And I think in particular the bit when he says, and I'll just bring it up on the screen. I think in particular the bit where he says, he wants me to be 100% focused during the 90 minutes of the match. Afterwards... I see during training that I will be a substitute. So it's almost as though saying he's asking him to to, to be f fully focused for a game. But then he learns very quickly that he's going to be a substitute. And so obviously, naturally, that leaves the player deflated. I think, I think Pepe's got a point there. I don't think it's OTT to label it as a swipe or hitting out. I think that's what he's doing. Um, but of course, each to their own opinion. And that's the great thing about football. That's the great thing about having these kind of discussions. Uh, Kevy Kev says, I like this channel. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think right now Pepe is better than Willian and should be starting. I think you're right, mate. I think you're probably right. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Apart from the usual Arteta slating that we've seen in the last few days, I want to kind of gloss over a little bit of that because it is a little bit, I'm not going to say boring, but, you know, we've we've had our say on the Aston Villa game. We've done two podcasts on it. If you haven't checked those out, make sure you do go back and have a look um, and uh, see what you think. But this one is very much about the Nicolas Pepe situation and any questions that you guys have in the live chat. So fire those over now and I'll come to as many of those as I possibly can. Uh, between now and the stream smash the like button as well subscribe if you haven't uh, Somalia says do you see us spending in January it's a really good question I don't see Arsenal spending majorly in January unless we are able to get players out of the door we saw Arsenal have to scramble around on transfer deadline day to persuade the Cronkies etc etc that the Partey deal was imperative to our success this season because we couldn't move people on and that's why we had to get that funding. Fortunately, we got it in time. We made the deal happen and it's great. But given that and taking that into consideration, I don't see major spending 
being an option for Arsenal in January, unless the Cronkies look at the side and say, we've got no chance of making this top four. We still have, like with this current side, but if we do invest, we still have a chance of closing that gap between now and the end of the season. It all depends on how much they trust Mikel Arteta, how much they believe in what he's doing, how much progress they see between now and then. I can't say with any degree of certainty that we are going to spend. I would probably lean towards no major spending unless we sell. But again, it all depends. You know, we I didn't think the Cronkies were going to release the money for Thomas Partey, but they did it. To their credit, they did it. So let's wait and see. Um, let's wait and see. Uh, what else have we got here? Jonathan Porter says, people go on about the man management issue, but we got Saka and Martinelli to extend their deals and Aubameyang signed his, which everyone was getting excited about five minutes ago. I did say that I thought the man, man I think the man management is an issue with certain players. I did specify with certain players. And I think that because you're absolutely right. The points you've mentioned, Aubameyang staying, Saka signing, Martinelli signing, um, all positives, of course, and probably largely stem from the relationship that Mikel Arteta has with those players. But at the same time, it feels like those strong relationships that you're kind of referring to and you're kind of evidencing are only there with certain players and not everybody. And that would be my concern. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, apologies. Um, what else have we got here? Da -da 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 -da. Just scrolling through your comments. Um, Messers Willpower says, All I see is a team frightened of expressing themselves that they shoot themselves in the foot now and again. Yeah, I think there is an issue with the team expressing themselves. I really do. I think it is a, a problem. But that problem stems from the system we're playing, does it not? I mean, surely it does. I would say it does. Um, Marble Halls TV says Pepe isn't being deployed properly. Again, another fair point, but where would you play him? I've heard some people suggest in the last few days that maybe he should be given a go through the middle, which when you look at the performances of Lacazette right now, I don't think is the worst idea in the world. I still think Nicolas Pepe's best position is on the right flank, though. But he's got to be on the right flank and given the license that he had at Lille, the license that lots of wingers have to drift inside when wanting to and to take people on the outside when wanting to without having a great deal of defensive responsibility. I mean, we're looking at an Arsenal side that when out of possession normally takes up a, a shape which includes a five-man defence. Yet we're still in a situation where we're asking our wingers to be robotic in what they do. And it's not working. It's not happening. So I do think that the shackles need to be taken off of everybody in those forward positions, not just Nicolas Pepe. But I'll go back to the, the, the point I raised earlier on, which is that whatever you say about Nicolas Pepe in 54 Arsenal appearances, he has scored 11 goals and provided 12 assists. That is 23 direct goal contributions in 54 games. It's not bad. So to say he doesn't produce is a bit of a red herring. He does produce, he does frustrate a lot and he could probably produce more. 
but he does produce. Um, Anton says, I can agree that Pepe is not performing like a £72 million player, but Willian is performing exactly like a zero uh, million pound player. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Michael Grayson says, I've been a coach for over 30 years. You don't compromise the values that are most important to you. Referring to my comment about the fact that maybe Mikel Arteta has to give a little bit of leeway with certain demands that he has in order for it to benefit the team. I think in an ideal world, Michael, you're your your theory your is that the word for it your your values should be upheld and you should make every effort to meet those values if it's proven that they work but it's not proven that they work with Mikel Arteta because he doesn't have that clout behind him he doesn't have that history that a Pep Guardiola does, that a Carlo Ancelotti does, that and even a Jose Mourinho does, where he can walk into a club and say, listen, I'm a winner. I've done it before. Listen to me, you'll win. What case study is there to suggest that Mikel Arteta's values and and sort of morals are imperative to success at a football club? There is none. There is no case study for that. There is no prior proof of that. And that's not Mikel Arteta's fault. But when you have that credit in the bank, as people like to say, when you have won trophies in the past and then you try and enforce such strict measures, people buy into it a lot easier and it's a lot easier to convince people. That's kind of the angle that I'm coming at it from. And if Pepe doesn't give as much effort on the training ground as Willian, but Pepe produces more in terms of goal contributions and impact in games then I still want to see Pepe playing and I don't really give a shit what Willian's doing on the training ground which is kind of that's kind of where I'm coming from Um, but I to a degree I agree with you that as a coach yeah you have to have a set of values a set of morals a set of standards that you try as best as you can to adhere to I, I totally get where you're coming from I just feel like in a with all due respect I don't think you're coaching a club like Arsenal Football Club where when things aren't going right, people are going to be at your door and literally ready to to knock you down off your tower because you're not delivering what they expect. I don't know at what level you coach and I'm sure it's a very good level and I totally respect that. But I don't think it's Premier... I'm probably right in assuming it's not Premier League level. And so you have... It's different. Do you know what I mean? It's It's different. Daniel says, uh, like the stream, it costs nothing. Exactly. Like the stream, it costs absolutely nothing. Not a single penny. Um, But it does help the channel very, very much. Um, What else have we got here? Just uh, having a look at some of your comments. Just trying to pick out some from... um, this one comes from Worst Than Kepa. I'm assuming you're not an Arsenal fan. It says, thanks for the memories, Oba and Laka, but both must go. <laughs> Laka should go from the starting 11. Not sure he should leave the club, but he should leave the starting 11 at this moment in time and be left out because he's not delivering. Um, and he hasn't been for a while. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Rajiv Kumar says, would you play Lacazette on the right or Saka on the right? Arsenal have had a huge issue on the right side offensively and defensively. No, I wouldn't play Lacquer on the right. 
one of the issues I have with Lacquer is that he's not the type of forward that you can deploy anywhere across the front three. And then it makes it difficult for us to interchange. You know, if if you played, let's say, for argument's sake, Saka on the left, Aubameyang through the middle and Pepe on the right, you would know that Pepe could go over to the left, Saka could go over to the right, Aubameyang could go to the right, Aubameyang could go to the left. And it gives you that ability to... Um, to interchange in play, to make it difficult for opponents to mark you, to pick you up. You're not going to get a great deal of, of defensive work from most of those players, but I don't think you should. And I thought the whole point of Arsenal playing with this deep-lying midfield and this back five at times was to give those forward players that extra um, license to do what they want up front and to therefore subsequently become more creative but we're not seeing that so we're still seeing the back five when we don't have the ball but when we do win the ball back in transition we're still there we're then relying on those wing backs to get forward and to be the creative outlet but still the positioning and the movements of that the the forwards are being asked and instructed let's have it right Mikel Arteta is standing there in orchestrating every single pass at least trying to if they're still not give, being given the license, despite having that defensive structure behind us, then, you know, it, it, there's obviously a lack of balance. There's obviously a serious lack of balance. I think we can all agree that at Arsenal, there is a lack of balance at the moment. But I just feel like having set up this defensive structure in order to make us concede less goals, you'd have thought that it would free up those forward players and it hasn't so that screams out to me that the balance of this team is wrong very wrong big hello to the bearded guna how you doing mate welcome to the stream he says great stuff as always harry is lack of playing the false nine in your opinion to help in midfield taking on more defensive responsibility um i i think he does quite often play that false nine role I think the false nine role works well when you press and Liverpool are a prime example of that where you watch them and what they do is they they push, they squeeze a team into their half and then they press. And I, I've always said this, the pressing game only works when you minimise the distances between your various lines. Therefore, the gap between your defence and midfield shouldn't be very big the gap between your midfield and attack shouldn't be very big. And that's why pressing is more effective when you press a team in their own half and you, you know, you, you really squeeze the game. That's when pressing works. You can't press if you, you're, you've got to cover massive distances, but you can press smaller distances. And so closing those gaps is imperative in doing that. I think when Laka plays as a number, uh, as a false nine, the way he did against Manchester United, when we squeeze them into their own half, in that first period, and then he drops into the midfield to help with that press. I think in that case, it's really, really effective. But if you're going to play a false nine, but then the gap between your midfield and that false nine is too big, it defeats the object of playing a false nine. That's how I see it. Um, and maybe over the international break, we'll do a little bit of a tactical deep dive on, on that system. Um, and we'll bring up the tactics board and have a little look at that and, and discuss it in detail. That's a good idea, actually. You know what? I'm going to make a note of that. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think he has been asked at times to do that false nine role. But the false nine role, what I'm trying to say is only effective if you have the rest of the team set up to complement that. And at the moment, I don't feel like the balance is right. And what you're getting is you're getting a Lacazette dropping into these deeper positions. But he drops into the deeper positions, still doesn't have a midfielder anywhere near him. And then he's unable to maintain possession or find any of his fellow attackers. So, yeah, great, great point. Great question. Thank you so much. Um, what else have we got? Michael says, love your show, by the way. Always good conversation. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, really appreciate you uh, joining us and uh, glad you're enjoying the show. Um, just a quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to manscaped.com. Enter the following discount code, uh, which is going to roll across your screens anytime now when I find it. Da, 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 where is it? Here it is. Um, enter our discount code Chronicles AFC, all in capitals, to receive 20% off of your order and free shipping. So do um, check that out. Right, um, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this live show. We're going to be back tonight at 9pm UK time for an edition of The Social Club. We haven't done that for a few weeks, um, which is my fault, not the guys's. I have to say that. Um, so please come and join us for that, where we'll be discussing Mikel Arteta. I'll be getting the thoughts of my panellists who are not Arsenal fans and therefore maybe could give us a little bit more of a measured view on... Um, on Mikel Arteta's Arsenal tenure so far and what's gone wrong of late. Um, so really looking forward to um, to having that conversation. We're also going to be discussing VAR, the Patrick Bamford decision and a few other bits and pieces like the fixture congestion that Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp have been moaning about um, over the weekend. So lots of uh, Arsenal talk coming up in that show this evening, 9pm UK time, but lots of general football talk as well. And I know you guys are all football fans, so come and join me for that and I hope you will enjoy it and it will take you through another uh, 45 minutes or so to help us through this lockdown. Uh, big hello to Joe. He says, I subscribe from 90 Minute Football. Definitely deserve more subscribers. Good stuff. Thank you so much, mate. And welcome to the channel. It's always great to see that people are coming over from 90 Min uh, to join us here at the Chronicles of the Laguna. Absolutely love it. Right. Uh, thank you all so much. And as I said, we'll be back later on with another live show. Until then, take care of yourselves and stay safe. All the best. Cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to